This Rhythm and News podcast is brought to you by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxhops.com. Last week, history was made as Ketanji Brown Jackson was confirmed to the U.S. Supreme Court by the United States Senate. And with me this morning to talk about this historic appointment is Hazel Edney of the Trice Edney Newswire. Good morning, Hazel. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Good. I can't complain at all. <laughs> Not today, anyway. <laughs> hey, well, that's good. good. It's, it's... Go ahead. Uh, Hazel, first of all, what does this historic moment mean for our country, but more importantly, uh, to black people and particularly uh, black women and black girls? Well, for a black woman to stand in front of, you know, the White House and proclaim that she is the dream and the hope, you know, of the slaves, it means... um, something powerful for all of us, even, you know, I know you say particularly and everybody who's looking at the women and girls, but for a black person to be nominated and to make it to the highest court in our land, um, it opens the door for so many people. Um, People will look at black women differently in a new way. Um, Prayerfully, they will look at black men differently and in a new way. And so it, it removes a certain um, wrongful stigma, you know, that the, that the racists and the white supremacists have had against us for a long time. It constantly, uh, it just takes it to the next level. It did it when Barack Obama was elected president. And now that we have a woman on the Supreme Court, and specifically a black woman, 232 years deep into the creation of the Supreme Court, Um, it just says that, you know, what we've been saying all the time, um, we are qualified, and and we have a right to be here. Right. And, Hazel, speaking of we are qualified, you know, and you mentioned uh, President Barack Obama as well, you know, the confirmation hearings really provided us with an up-close and personal view of how some people in our country uh, view people, and, and particularly view uh, African-Americans or many African-Americans as good, but not good enough. As Brown Jackson received strong bipartisan support for every other bench position that she was nominated for. But when it came time for her as a black woman who was highly qualified for the position uh, to be appointed or confirmed for the, the highest court in the land, there were problems in the minds of many people, including uh, many uh, Republicans. Oh, wow. I mean, the kinds of questions that were asked, 
um, by Republicans, you know, what is the definition of a woman, um, you know, and then the question about the book um, of the, you know, the racist baby and just foolishness that were brought before her, while others who got on the court were actually openly accused of, of, of rape, um, uh, you know, drunken rape, et cetera. And they were coddled by the Republican Party. And so um, it's like, what can, you, what can you do? What can you say except the truth? And that is, this is indicative of what is left of racism in America. It's still very strong. Um, the Republican Party apparently just had it bad. Um, I've forgotten the, the, uh, the member of, of the Senate who didn't even come out to the floor um, saying because he didn't have on a tie, he didn't have, he couldn't put on a tie um, to vote for this um, or against this black woman. Um, it was just absolutely, you know, absurd to watch the antics that went down. You know, but on the day of, you know, last Friday, you know, the, the day after she was um, voted with some Republican help, just a little, but some Republican help, um, it went to show, you know, what it all meant um, to to black America. And um, black America really showed out on the White House lawn. Um, all of the civil rights leaders was there. I was waved in. I was told I could come in, but I couldn't get there on time. And so I was really, um, you know, just excited about having um, to see that glass ceiling, that that glass ceiling broken. But it's um, it's an issue that so many Republicans and others among white America and some among black America can't vote. Look at Tim Scott from South Carolina. He didn't vote for her. You know, mm-hmm. and so there are some of us who really have some explaining to do. Right. It, it, I think you're right with that, um, Hazel, when we talk about just people needing to have to explain it and, and have some accountability for their actions or inactions um, to people here, <coughs> here in America. But and, and Hazel, one thing about this, this whole process is, you know, uh, Katanji uh, Brown Jackson, she she stood strong. She held her composure. Um, but that is something that, you know, we as African-Americans uh, more than likely expect, especially as somebody at the level that she uh, is going for because of all that they've had to endure along this journey. You know, we don't know all those dark days and dark nights um, that she has had throughout her lifetime, starting from the time that she was a little kid. But uh, we know that all of those things prepared her for what's going on today and really prepared her for an instance when she was sitting in front of the U.S. Senate, you know, taking on all these questions and accusations and innuendos and things of that nature because she's kind of probably, you know, been there, done that, and had to endure um, that uh, type of, uh, of scenario and then some. And like I said, we don't know her journey, but we can imagine what all she's kind of had to go through um, throughout her life, especially as she's uh, continued to matriculate um, through um, law school and then, uh, you know, becoming a lawyer and then a judge and all these other things that led up to today. Well, she was well prepared. And, um, you know, her mentors, associate 
um, Associate Justice Stephen Breyer. Um, he, of course, has an experience, but she has experience. But I think we take for granted, you know, what a black woman, a black man experiences, even uh, in Ivy League schools. Um, she was well prepared probably for uh, because of some of what she experienced at Harvard. Um, I was a Harvard student, and, you know, um, just a quick little story. I was in the faculty lounge as a guest, and a woman walked up to me and started to direct me as to where to bring the food. And mm. so, <laughs> I mean, and so all of the above has probably happened to uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson. But and so she was a, she she has had some experiences that we will probably eventually read about too, you know, in a book um, oh. or somewhere. But she did it. She 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 crossed the threshold, and she made it in. And like you said, we didn't expect uh, her to fly off the chain or anything like that, or off the hook. Um, because that would have been the stereotypical. They would have loved that. They would have loved this to say that she was the angry black woman and all that. But um, she didn't give them that because most of us are not, you know, that way. But now we, you know, as we move forward until when she takes the bench on October, uh, probably early October, and uh, October 3rd, I think, is when she'll take the bench. She'll probably be sworn in in um, late June, right after Justice Breyer steps down, then we will see, you know, the fullness of who she has become. What, how will she vote? You know, and, um, and, and what will her opinions look like on those mm. issues, you know, that black people need most, black voting rights and affirmative action and police and, you know, et cetera. Those issues are not coming up immediately um, there are issues that everybody will be watching, like the same-sex marriage and all that environmental racism. A uh, few of those are coming up. But we will be watching to see how she stands for us on the bench. And that is who the real Katanji Jackson, uh, Brown Jackson, will be. That justice is uh, who we pray uh, will stand for us and with us is who we want her to be. Right. And, and Hazel, along those lines, you know, what is, what is it that you believe that Ketanji Brown-Jackson will bring to the Supreme Court? You know, we always hear about, you know, somebody kind of bringing a, a moral authority or conscience or uh, a certain voice uh, to the Supreme Court. You know, what do you believe that she will actually bring to the Supreme Court? Well, I think, you know, to bring a black woman's voice to the United Supreme Court, um, will bring a level of compassion that I think this country um, has yet to see. Um, there's something um, about our experience as black women. Um, she has uh, two daughters, and um, many black women are looking to her, um, you know, to open the door just by her reputation, et cetera, for other black women. But I believe that that compassion that black women have um, have carried, that we have carried with us, I mean, I can speak personally about it, will be what she is able to express and what she will uh, 
prayerfully be able to make America understand the need for compassion um, for for black people. We have cried. You know, I see the the um, you know the women who are crying in in the Ukraine. You know, for their sons and for their daughters, and and I and I, my heart breaks for them. But I can't help but remember all of the times we have. You know that the women in slavery cried for their men who were taken away and um, who were lynched. And even recently, you know, there are men who are being are being shot down in the streets, and their children who are being shot down in the street by police and by each other. You know, the tears of a black woman and the compassion that I hope will be on. Uh, the Supreme Court is what we will be looking for from Katanji Brown-Jackson. Right. And, Hazel, as we uh, wrap up this segment, I'd be remiss um, if we didn't talk a little bit about President Joe Biden, because certainly we, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be at this point. I mean, there's been a lot of things that happened along the way, but uh, President Biden has made it a point that's really just kind of in everybody's face um, to elevate black women to key positions that he has some control over, and this is a prime example of of that. Yes, it is. We got to we got to give him, you know, his applause. Um, he hasn't backed down from that promise. You know, there are other promises that you know that need to be kept as well. But um, in fact, today was it today or yesterday? You know, he went to HBCUs, and you know, so he's keeping his promises there. But as it pertains to the elevation of black women to see um, almost justice, Ketanji Brown-Jackson standing at the podium um, with our vice president, you know, as a black woman standing behind her, uh, he has done his part. And um, he's, you know, for yourself personally and professionally that, he has never been afraid, you know, of black people because mm-hmm. we were all, and you know, with NNPA, yep. we had our, um, we had our convention in uh, Las Vegas. Yep. Um, I remember him coming into the room. He, he won't scare, you know. He came nope. into the room <laughs> with all those black publishers and black journalists. And so there's something special about this man. His first campaign speech was about Charlottesville. And, and what happened, you know, the racists in, that marched in Charlottesville. And so um, he has a heart uh, for black people, and I believe that's one of the reasons that, you know, even today that CNN is reporting that, you know, his ratings are down and it's down economically and down across the board uh, and made some records with, with the low ratings. You know, who do we know who has ever stood for black people in this way and black women in this way who somebody didn't get mad at and and take a, a strike against them to bring down their ratings or whatever. So we can expect that. And we can also um, hopefully continue to express, uh, expect him to keep the promises that he made to us. That's correct. Well, Hazel, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show and bringing your perspective uh, on this issue and the appointment of uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson. And wish you the best this weekend uh, here on Good Friday and uh, Easter Sunday. 